Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you all are having a fantastic week. Uh, I want to make sure that we are live. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live. I am your host. I am Coach Walina. We are streaming live today. Let's just make sure we are on all platforms. Good morning. Good morning. So I am greeting you all from Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as Instagram to my left here and Entree. So if you see me pivot from screen to screen, that is why. So I hope you all are having an amazing week. Uh, I know some of us had a short week due to the holiday, so hopefully you are um, flying by and, and anticipating a, a fantastic weekend. Um, this week, we have been in Offers Week. Offers Week is one of my favorites uh, because we get to answer questions live as it pertains to, good morning, Dana. We get to um, talk about uh, offers live. Um, it's one of those uh, uncomfortable conversations for some people who are, good morning, Renee, who are really unsure about how to leverage their experience to get a better deal for their company, for their career, et cetera. So this week we've been talking about how to leverage that experience to get more offers. Yesterday we talked about the questions you really need to be asking um, before you accept the offer. Today, we're going to talk about what an offer should include. So some of the things you need to know specifically as it pertains to the offer, okay? Um, have any questions, let me know in the chat about upcoming offers that you have, maybe specific questions you have on how should you leverage your experience. I can coach you on exactly how to kind of leverage your experience from that perspective live. So feel free to chime in on the chat. This is an interactive show, so you're more than welcome to uh, communicate live. Don't be afraid to speak up. Good morning, Hampton. So one thing we want to know is the salary listed. Uh, obviously, it, it seems pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised that some are very general and they don't really specify certain things. So we really need to know, is the salary listed? If not, ask them to provide you um, all of the details before you accept. You don't want to accept a general offer. You want to make sure you're you're accepting a specific offer. So just make sure that the salary is listed. How many hours do they expect you to work? What are the benefits? Are there health benefits, 401k, RSUs, stock options, matching? Um, what external benefits are you going to be receiving uh, beyond just your salary? When when we're talking about negotiating your offers and we're talking about how what offers to accept, we really need to know the nitty gritty. If you were interviewing with someone, uh, you know, typically there's several different panel interviews when you when you're going through uh, an interview, you may be asking yourself, okay, well, I told them, for example. I need this time off in the next couple of weeks. You want to make sure those type of things are listed in your offer specifically because you don't want to get in a situation where you are prepared to start. You've started. You're expecting this pre-approved time off. But then when you get to your manager, they, they have no idea what you're talking about. The wrong person approved it and didn't communicate to the person who needed to know. So make sure when you're going through the offer phase, 
If you have any pre-existing time off that you're going to require requests, make sure that you are indicating that in your um, offer letter. Make sure you have that documented in writing so that you can be specific in your um, offer. Okay. You want to make sure that everyone is, is up to date on what your expectations are as well. Okay. Um, you want to know in terms of um, the job offer, if you're looking at stock options, RSUs, you want to understand what is the vesting schedule. How many years do you have to work at the company before you're fully vested, meaning you own 100% of those shares loosely? You want to know, is it a three-year vesting period? Is it a four-year vesting period? What's the refresh? What's your equity refresh? These are important questions you yourself, because this is tied to your total comp, it's important to ask questions. Don't be afraid or feel like, well, I don't want them to think I am this or that, or I'm unaware or uh, too inquisitive. These are important things to know as you are reflecting on which offer to take. These are things you need to know. So beyond just your salary, you need to know what are, what are my benefits looking like? What are my benefit options? Some companies pay 100% of your benefit. Some companies do not pay any of your benefits. These are the things you need to be aware of so that you can really um, be transparent with yourself about, is this a good offer or do I need a counter? If you find that you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, uh, this, this company isn't providing me with benefits but they're in the range I need to be when it comes to salary. But now you need to count, you need to factor in the price of your benefits of your medical. So you need to go back to the to the offer table with your recruiter and indicate as a result of not having benefits, I need this. And this is my counter. These are things that you don't know until the offer is presented in certain it's at certain points. So it is expected for you to come back to the table with a counter. Don't be fearful and think that just because you, good morning, Nicole, don't think just because that you have already uh, gone through the offer phase that you can't still negotiate. Now, I tell you all time and time again, the importance of negotiating from the beginning. Who you present on your, on your resume, on your LinkedIn profile is who I'm offering at the end of the day. So make sure that who you present on your on paper is the same person that you're presenting in an interview. Make sure it's the same person that is for a le for leveling purposes. These are important factors because based on your level will dictate exactly how much you're going to be earning in an offer. And that's and, and we'll talk about this in the next couple of weeks when we have our interview week and we'll really dive into the, the, the best best ways to interview. And, and again, I'm, I'm talking to you today from a recruiter's perspective, not just a coach. You know, I'm a career coach and all, but I'm also a technical recruiter and I've been a technical recruiter for over a decade now. I've been recruiting for some of the most well-known tech companies in the world. So it's my job to know these things, to be good at my job. And I, I am bringing you behind the scenes from a recruiter's perspective on how to negotiate, how to interview, how to present yourself, how to leverage your experience for more.
So I want you to take this information and know that I'm providing it from a real place. I'm providing it from a place where I have personally been, where I am currently as, as a recruiter. I'm not speaking to you from a hypothetical perspective. I'm speaking to you from a real life experiences. I can tell you time and time again, there are people that will go into the interview and because they're not trained or because they've not researched thoroughly enough, they just accept whatever is given. They're leaving money behind. We as recruiters don't know if you're going to negotiate or not. So we still always have to have a little wiggle room in case you do. So I'm telling you, and I'm not saying every single position you can negotiate because more entry-level positions don't always have those hourly rate positions. Sometimes that really is the, 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 the role. But the more experienced you become, the more you have an opportunity to leverage that experience for more. So as you continue to grow and, and pivot in your career, this is the time. That is when you really have leverage to ex expand, as I'd like to say expand in your career, expand in your salary. So again, as we talk about what should a job offer include, you also want to make sure you're understanding exactly what each thing represents. That's why I wanted to point out the importance of doubling back and asking about the, the stock options, the RSUs that they're giving you. That is free money based on your time, of course. Nothing is free, but they're paying you for, for staying, ultimately. They're paying you to stay. That's, that's my equate, equivalent to it. Don't quote me, but that's how I think about it. So when you're st sticking around with a company and you stay four years, they're rewarding you with being fully vested. That's an average amount of time that a company is going to um, take to give you the, the full vesting options. And in the middle of those four years, you're refreshing, typically um, semi-annually. So this is money that you don't necessarily, it's not, it's not attached to, uh, it's attached to the business success, not your individual success. Does that make sense? So as your company get, continues to grow and their stock continues to grow, so does your, your RSU, so does your, your shares of, in, within the company. Some of you may know this little secret, but many people don't necessarily get rich from the job, from their nine to five, if they're still working in, in the corporate world. Many people get rich from sticking around and then they're from, you know, $5 a share Tesla to being significantly higher, 100x that, you know what I mean? So you get the opportunity to um, be rewarded for, start, for, for starting from the bottom. Now we're here with these companies. And that's where a lot of people get rich. Because they're $10 a share, you typically get a significant amount of those shares. And then multiply that by the four years, multiply that by how many, how much it's currently valued at four years later. Now you're talking about some, some real dollars and cents there. 
So it's important when you're negotiating, you're not just focusing on the dollar amount of salary. You also need to focus on your RSUs, your stock options. What's the vesting schedule? You need to focus on, you know, beyond, of course, you've got your 401k and, and things like that. You've got your benefits. Some of those things become standard as you continue to grow within your career. It, it's it's obvious that that comes with it. But sometimes it, it sometimes if it's a contract position, those things may not be offered. So you also need to reflect, OK, because I am sacrificing my benefits, my compensation needs to be heightened because of that. And this is the conversations, these are the conversations you have to have with the employer to dictate that information. These are the conversations that you need to have with your hiring manager to uh, show your value add. Now, you can't go back in, in a negotiation session and just be like, oh, well, uh, you offered me 150,000, I deserve 200. And, they, and you just say, just because. That's not how this works. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't just say just because. You have to provide data. I anticipate growing this team uh, X percentage within my first 90 days. I immediately expect to create um, new this, that, and the other. You have to be specific so they understand what your value add will be in a short period of time and why you deserve that extra You've got to, again, leverage that experience and talk talk it out professionally as to why this why you deserve the additional 50,000 in this case. Now, if you can make a proper case for yourself, your hiring manager will come back and say, well, OK, well, we can do that. Or we can do this. We can't do that. I can get you, the closest I can get you is this. OK, now leverage more time off. Let's say, uh, let's say you say you want 200K and they uh, offered you originally 150. They came back and countered you at 175. Okay, well, I need now more time off if it's not unlimited. I need more RSUs to make up the difference or I need a bonus, a sign-on bonus. These are all things that you can leverage within your offer. These are all things that you can come back to the table with. And your hiring manager, more, more than you think, may have the leverage to ask for that. Or you could say, all right, let, let's make this uh, accountable through, um, I'll take some of the hit and I'll prove my worth to you. Let's say they can't do a sign-on bonus. If I can make this team improve by 20% within the next 90 days, I need a pay increase. These are the deals that are happening that you didn't even know. This this is the this is the the leverage again that you have access to that you may not have known. Is this new to you all? Let me know in the comments. Did you know that you could um, ask for so much, and you, or you feel like uh, or you've experienced this yourself? I ask my clients before they work with me, one of the questions I ask is, are you afraid to negotiate? That's something I, I coach you through, but I just want to see where a person's mindset is in the beginning. Is this, are you afraid to negotiate? You're welcome, Angelica. And a lot of people are. 
a lot of people are afraid to negotiate. So if you're in that boat, don't be afraid. You're not alone. There are a lot more people sitting next to you than you would think. I was sitting next to you at one point until I had my experience of realizing I'm, I'm worth it all. As I say, I'm the bomb.com. You'd be lucky to have me in your company. You can't say most companies. That's that's I'm putting a, a, a company under an umbrella. You can't say most. Some won't. Some will. The tech companies that I've worked for, they do. I've worked for Facebook, Amazon, Roblox. They do negotiate. It just may not be the companies you've interacted with. So don't necessarily say no one negotiates because that's not the case. You just haven't had an opportunity to come across one that will. And being that you're here and you're listening in, there's still time. There's still time. You see, you control your, your own. I know this sounds kind of fluffy. A lot of people don't like talking like this, but you control your own destiny. You control the output and the input of what goes out and what comes into your, into your, into your universe, into yourself. And based on the things that you say, make things a little more real than you would think. If you keep telling yourself, I, I can't get into tech. I can't do that. I don't know anything. I don't know how to do anything. Meanwhile, here you are live streaming with a technical device. You can do something. Oh, I don't have a degree in this. I'll never make that much. Not true. Not true at all. So be very cautious about the things that you say, especially about yourself, about your experiences. You may say, I have not come across a company that has that will negotiate yet. There's many more companies out there, Maya, that are willing to negotiate for you. They see your value and they are willing to negotiate with you. So I want you to think, take some time tonight, this evening before we, we meet back again here tomorrow and think to yourself, Am I afraid to negotiate? Think about how you live and interact in your daily life. Do you negotiate or do you just do things you don't want to do because someone told you to with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends? Are you just saying yes to everything because that's you feel it's required? Are you providing a little bit of pushback? Are you negotiating the outcome of your own life? Or are you accepting whatever comes your way? Makes you think, right? You have so much control. You don't have to release it. You do not have to release it. Jennifer, yes, imposter syndrome. Sometimes that fear of, of not belonging holds so many people in one spot. It leaves so many people in a corner because they're afraid of the almighty no. 
or they're afraid that, well, what if somebody finds out? <laughs> but ultimately, that none of those things are true. These are just the things you tell yourself in your head that make it true. But is it really true? Has someone actually told you those things? And if someone has, what makes them qualified to tell you that? Are they even qualified to provide you that level of feedback? Are they living in that life? Are they experiencing those things? Have they leveled up in their career or in their life? Are they mimicking a life that you want to experience? Make sure you're not only just ex experiencing, I should say, but more so who you're taking your advice from. Because sometimes imposter syndrome begins with the people we connect ourselves to. The friends, the family, the associates that we connect ourselves to. Because we're all out here thinking we have to compete with one another when it's really not the case. No one's really given that much thought to anybody else. But, but we tell ourselves, oh, well, I've got to do it like this because that's how they did it. Or they said, I shouldn't spend this on that because it's not going to get me anywhere. These are the things you're telling yourself. But what makes it true? Especially if you've never actually done it. When I first got into the tech space, I was so afraid that I couldn't do it. I, I felt like all these smart people would would know that I'm not qualified to have these conversations until I realized I was wrong. I am more qualified than anyone to have these conversations and I'm willing to learn how to be better with time, which I've done. But that didn't mean I didn't belong in the room. I've created myself a nice snuggly little chair at these tables because I know I belong there. And can't nobody tell me different. So what tables do you belong at that you've not yet prepared your chairs for? Or do you need to start preparing it? Do you need to start preparing it? I think the answer for some of you is yes. Some of you are asking the right questions. Some of you are, are saying the right things that tell me you are ready. I want to get into the tech space, but no experience. Jennifer, what experience do you think you have to have? Because I'll tell you briefly my story. I started off in, as a preschool teacher. My career began as a preschool teacher. I thought I was going to be a kindergarten teacher like my mom and took all the classes all throughout high school and onward to to do that till I realized they don't make enough money. So I had to redirect. I began working in corporate America, answering phones in a call center. Now, some of you may have been a call center rep at some point in your life. So you understand the struggle of being tethered to a phone as an adult and the frustration that comes from be having to have per, to get permission to use the bathroom, permission to have a snack, permission to go to your lunch, 
based on a clock or having someone chase you, looking for you when you are five minutes past your break time. That's the life of a call center representative. That was the life that I experienced until I decided this ain't the same for me. This is not my life. With a high school diploma, I went from being a preschool teacher to fast forwarding to now working for the biggest, one of the biggest tech companies in the world as a recruiter, making more than some doctors with a high school diploma, no school, no college debt. So Jennifer, you, you say things, but think outside the box. No one said you don't have the experience. You just have to figure out how to use the experience you have for the positions that you, that you want. These are the things I go over with my clients and coaching. And, and I know we can't, because you can't go back and forth and be in a conversation, you're kind of just hearing it the one side, but you are more than capable of working for many of these tech companies, making a lot of money. You just have to decide that and believe it. You can't live in this imposter syndrome behind this brick wall thinking I got to look through the peephole at other people living this successful life. That is not the case. With my measly little piece of paper of a high school diploma, I have, I'm living a very successful life, running a very successful business, surrounding myself with very successful people because I decided I belong here. And there's nothing that anyone can tell me to say otherwise. I believe in myself and that's enough. So reach out to me uh, privately, Jennifer. I'd love to chat with you. Um, Brim here. I have tech experience and I feel like I can definitely learn and utilize my transferable skills within my different roles. Absolutely. Believe in it and then do it. Believe in it and then do it. Today has been a fantastic episode. Let's see, Angelica, I'm a nurse and I want to transition into a different career. Love the information you're providing. Thank you. Angelica, you provide a unique perspective. Technology is in and out of hospitals. I won't dive in too deep, but there are a lot of things that you can do with the experience that you have. It's all about the story you tell. It's the story it is my story that I tell to my future employers that gets me in the door. It's the story. It's the brand. I am a brand. The brand that I present to, to, my, to my audience gives me, gives me the leverage to qualify to be in these rooms. You have to identify your story and then put that on paper. You've tried. Okay. Now you need some help. You tried by yourself. Have you tried with the help of others? You don't have to, to do it. You don't want to say, I'm trying. You need to say, I'm next. Next is me. Because that's the truest thing I could ever tell you. Your turn is coming. But first, you have to believe that you belong there. 
When you say I've tried past tense, meaning I'm not going to try anymore or I'm trying, trying is, is a B effort, maybe a C. An A effort is I'm next. Continue to speak it until it becomes true. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds weird. I know it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You sound cool and all, but mm, don't really know what you're talking about. I am the living testimony of it. I am the living testimony of believing and receiving. I'm not saying you don't have to put work in. I'm not saying you don't, you don't need to put in the effort and learn a few things. I'm not saying that you won't scrape your knees a little bit along the way. Because you will, you might. Or the very next position you apply to may be the one that they, they hire you for. Who knows? But you got to continue to put yourself out there. That's right, Brim, you are next. So some of you, um, I, I want to make some announcements before we end our, our session today. Again, this is Ladder Talk Live. I'm your coach. I'm Coach Belina. We are here Monday through Friday. 11 a.m. Eastern time. Um, this is offers week. So every day this week, we're talking about different, different perspectives on the offer. I'm talking to you today and, and all this week from a recruiter's perspective, from a hiring manager's perspective as I coach. The end of this week on Saturday, um, there's a conference I'd love to invite each and every one of you to. It is the Software Savvy Savvy Queen Conference. It's happening July 9th, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be one of the speakers. I'm going to be talking about leadership, and I'm also going to be talking about interviewing. So if you want some tips and, and tricks about getting into the tech space, about um, crypto, about uh how to interview, how to negotiate, all of that. These, This is all we're talking about this weekend. So feel free to check the link in my bio, get connected, show up. You'll see me there. Um, and then if you're looking for some more uh, individualized support, I have a free workshop coming up. It is a practical guide to getting more job offers in 30 days. It is a completely free workshop. I'm going to be talking to you about how to attract ideal opportunities without having to go back to school. Brim, this may be for you. Jennifer, this may be for you. Angelica, this may be for you. How to dominate your marketplace faster using my signature framework and how to become a recruiter magnet. The things I teach you are not from hypothetical places. I am a recruiter. I'm teaching you from the real life perspective of the person who you need to know. I'm teaching you, I'm coaching you from the perspective of a recruiter because I am a recruiter. All of those things will be uncovering July 13th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to be in the building, again, it is free. All you have to do is go to your favorite careercoach.com and sign up. All you need is to sign up. What, what more do you got to do? Some of the things that you guys have been talking about, the imposter syndrome, the how do I qualify, the how do I tell my story, all of that we will talk about in that workshop. So be sure to sign up, yourfavoritecareercoach.com. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it later. Do it now. You need to be there and you need to make sure you're signed up to attend. Okay. I hope you all have a fantastic week. I'll see you there, Jennifer. I know I'm going to see you there, Brent, because you're serious about making some changes and we're not, we're done trying. We're next.
So hope you guys have a great rest of the day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, bright and early, 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.